Okay, so straight into it. Mm-hmm. Ingrid goes west. Yeah. It goes crazy, Danny. <laughs> what are your thoughts about it? What should we read the plot first? I just finished, well, I just finished watching it. So it's, it's still right in my head. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I just watched it like... I was watching it. I was watching it. Because it was weird because... I started watching it... What, just like 9.15? Mm-hmm. And then it just came, so... This is I part of the recording, right? Yeah, okay. Um, I, I started recording it, watching it around again, around 10. Mm-hmm. Or past 10, which is why it took so long. Um. So, yeah, it's... It was more on the like crazy aspect of a prosocial relationship, perhaps more less and less of uh, the average person. So that was what you call the exception to, no, not the exception, but the extreme extreme outliers to the issues that we spoke about, which is not a bad lens. It's a good lens, regardless. Um, perfect actress play that role <laughs> that Aubrey lady is always in this kind of yeah like as I was watching it I felt like it just felt too familiar and I'm like she's been in something that has been stupidly crazy yeah, like this yeah because like, yeah. Yeah. even when she was in Parks and Recs she had she had a quirky role as well yeah do you know what let's quickly do the plot um, so we set everyone's context um, so Ingrid Thornborn is a mentally unstable woman who lives in Pennsylvania. Um, and the first scene shows her crashing a wedding of an Instagram influencer whom she angrily pepper sprays. Um, Ingrid is sent to a recovery facility um, where she writes to Charles like they are friends. Now, after being released from the facility, Ingrid learns of another social media influencer named Taylor Sloan from a magazine article. Using the money she inherited from her recently deceased mother, Ingrid travels to Los Angeles. She ends up renting a house um, and gets a makeover to emulate Taylor's style. That's the influencer. So Ingrid familiarizes herself with shops, cafes that Taylor frequents, um, which leads to a sighting of Taylor at her favorite bookstore. Um, Ingrid follows Taylor home and kidnaps her dog. And after Taylor puts up a lost dog poster in the neighborhood, Ingrid returns the dog, claiming she found him. A graceful Taylor invites Ingrid to have dinner with her and her artist husband, Ezra, and a friendship between the woman is fostered. So I'll just skip through, you know, they build a friendship, they do stuff together, all of that goes on. Um, now, Ingrid and Taylor begin regularly hanging out and their bond grows. One day at Taylor and Ezra's house, Ingrid meets Nikki, Taylor's brother. Nikki is an obnoxious drug addict who regards Ingrid with suspicion about her motives. Taylor dismisses previous plans with Ingrid to attend a party with Nikki, furthering Ingrid's disdain for him. Now, um, okay, I can just, you know, talk about the rest of it. So anyways, we're talking about this girl, Ingrid. And she's pretty much obsessed with social media influencers. Um, 
this tailor person is the second person she's built that sort of parasocial relationship with, but this one actually gets converted into an actual relationship. Um, but it all comes crashing down when she gets found out that she's pretty much been stalking and inserting herself into this person's life. Um, and she doesn't take it well. And she goes crazy like she does at the beginning of the movie that we see. And bottom line, she tries to commit suicide. Um, but she's saved by the one real genuine connection she ends up making mistakenly you know, through the movie. Um, and she becomes popular herself. Like when the movie was about to end, I was like, I hope these people are not going to end the movie. I think the way they're going to end it. And they did. And I was a bit pissed off, but I'm like, whatever. Um, but my thoughts about the movie were, it wasn't necessarily exactly what we talked about. It was an extreme version, but there were still some bits and pieces there that I guess we could talk about and just abstract away. But yeah. Yeah. I think the key, Thing for me as well is just to start by saying that, as I said before, that's that's an extreme version, isn't it? Mm-hmm. She was more of like a Stan, Eminem Stan kind of vibe, and I mean, it did say she was mentally unstable. So oh, again, sorry, that, yeah. that that's not really fair in terms of comparing that to everybody else because she's probably more fixated than the average person might be. Mm. She probably went through lens and that the average person might be i mean if you get 60 grand i don't think the first thing anybody who's a top <laughs> top david fan, i don't think they'll think about bro that's the funny thing right it's like so maybe like in some way shape and form it's like super extreme but the things that we've seen on twitter with big brother Nigeria that to us kind of like feels extreme maybe not oh, this yeah, extreme yeah. yeah i mean the one the ones where they give people money Buy houses for them. Yeah, buy houses for them. Buy cars for them. Like, this person is already way more popular than you would ever be. But then you're putting your hard-earned money together to what? Because the person didn't win the real show. You help them, like, bruh. There's definitely a psychological phenomenon that explains that. And one can guess that maybe the attachment to that individual in a show whereby each person has their own fun club. If the contestant perhaps does not win, maybe the fun club feel some kind of victory if the yeah if contestant the... in question does well regardless. And even if that means they are the ones who make the contestant do well. Mm-hmm. So I see the distinction here is that in a parasocial relationship, and maybe the gen- genuine kind, it's about an extent, actually no, because when we think about parasocial relationship is like feeling that somebody who's very distant from you is technically close, right? So maybe the reality is that the BBN relationships are not that, they're not necessarily parasocial in that sense, you get, because it's like you're seeing the person as an extension of yourself rather as someone who is your friend or has a relationship with you. That is no, I mean, than... I think, remember how we defined it was around the idea of when you give a one-sided energy or attention or relationship mm. actions to one party. But that's the thing I'm now saying, like, these, these things that these folks are doing for, like, BBNs are those things that you would do in a standard relationship. Potentially, I mean, you will sacrifice. I guess if you abstract away, yes. Right. But I'm just 
like yeah so it may not be the same same actions per se because the scenarios are different so wait is the key that parasocial relationships are one-sided is that the key not necessarily the context of the kind of relationship it is that's the key but can we argue that like we spoke about how yes with our podcast listeners for example we have there's a one-sided relationship because they know way more about us than we might do about them but we still do things on the podcast and do things as we think about the show thinking about them so it's like yes so so that is why it's I think the concept requires revision in the area of social media mm. because back when it was coined, 60s, 70s, etc., you always had interactions with media figures through mediums that were always asynchronous. But actually, before you complete this point, or in, in addition to this point, because now that you mentioned social media, okay, fair. Because I was going to mention Newsroom, which is a TV show about obviously what it means to be a journalist and things like that. And the guy also had a very weird relationship with his viewers even before social media came. So like he would always go on the TV show or the news show and he had an awareness of the fact that people were paying attention to him and he had a relationship with his audience. And it was kind of like the things that led him to a mental breakdown at some point. But I do realize that at some point there was a social media element to it as well. So maybe it was a bit blended, but let me let you finish your point. Yeah. And I think the, I guess the key thing is it's one-sided and you feel that you have a relationship or a bond with them, even though it's not reciprocated. Hmm. So I guess it exists when you as the fan or follower feel that there is a connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still struggling with the BBN version of it, right? Because just the thing that you said, just you know, just the point that you made about them raising the funds and trying to do that because they see a victory for the person as a victory for themselves. No, no, that that's that's just a possibility. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But but I'm just saying, like, that's that's rational. It's a rational assessment to make, right? And. Like, I know we can argue that that in some ways and kind of relationship and, you know, you would do it if you see your partner win, it feels good for you as well. Like, I know we can play that thing, but I'm just like, I feel like that relationship in this BBN, if we're using this Big Brother Nigeria context, doesn't feel so much in the same category as, say, a parasocial relationship. It does, though. Because it's like... what are they truly expecting in return? Because I feel like doesn't a parasocial relationship? That, that's the thing. You don't really you don't have to expect anything in return. It's always sometimes they don't expect anything in return. Does that make sense? Mm. Okay. I'm just looking up Big Brother. Um, <laughs> what did you um, say? Big Brother Ninja on Google. And the first thing I saw was assessing the mental health effect of Big Brother Nigeria. <laughs> on the participants or the fans? I guess I guess on the on fans. 
and the fans, but it seems like a it's in a it's in a book. But I mean, it's published. Sorry, God forgive me, but they're like somebody from Bowen published it. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's why I say God forgive me. I'm not saying that it's bad, though. For your address. I'm just saying that for the purpose of time, I'm not going to go into that. But I think the key thing is we can definitely see a conversation around that as an yeah. example. And I think also the other thing as well is there will always be some cultural elements into how these relationships exist or look like. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I, I think that the big, the big Brother Nigeria one has some PSR elements for sure. And maybe how we Nigerians express things naturally and our relationships or in friendships or across culture mm. reflecting how they treat or see these yeah. celebrities. I mean, what I saw just now about the paper that I said I mentioned where the book spoke about how it's kind of a temporary relief from daily anguish of Nigerian life. Mm. But Again, they're not proven that I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not reading further than that. Yeah. Um, but I guess going back to the movie, I think it was clear from the point, from, as soon as Ingrid entered Taylor's life by traveling to California, it was clear that that was a part of social relationship gone too far. And, and, and in fact, at that point, it's no more partial because it's no more one-sided. There's not a relationship that's established. Yeah. Because she did meet her. She did interact with her. They, they, they actually hung out. Right. So mm-hmm. I guess in, in that vein, it's when somebody goes apeshit crazy or apeshit right and then they leave the realms of associateness to actually <laughs> forcing or convincing or influencing or making the other party real turn it into a real relationship. A real a real relationship. So even though the goal is achieved, the goal can't be achieved by some craziness. Not all the time, right? Because if you think about for I'm thinking about I don't know if you know this YouTuber Courty. You know she know Courty, you know. Right. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure when she started, maybe her relationship with Timmy Otedola was very parasocial in that sense. But now they're on the show together, but not by extreme drastic means, but by just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't that different in terms of they're on the show together? It's a... How do I put this? What put them together is... It's a genuine work enterprise in some kind of way. Yeah. And a relationship could form it's, from there, right? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, Cotty did not plan an entire fame. Just to... As a ploy to... Yeah, I know. So, to meet... So, so what I'm now saying is that because the way you made the point earlier is that if your parasocial relationship turns 
into a actual relationship, it can only be by drastic means. Like that's what I read into what you said. So okay, my to, bad. No, yeah. no, maybe yeah. not only by drastic means, but I guess for the case study of <laughs> Ingrid goes west. Ingrid, um, I can only imagine one person because also like what what would make celebrity or somebody influential who you follow get to know you first of all you have to be in the same environment which is part of what we said in i can't remember the episode it was but about talking about environments mm. i think without yeah people people been out of a league yeah yeah you, you have been same environment first of all mm. but that's a form and to get in the, to get into their environment you have to be doing something yeah. Because if you're not in, if you're if you're not in the environment on a normal day, then it already reflects where you are. Okay. As you're not a celebrity like them. So question. So, because I'm thinking about footballers now, where kids watch their favorite footballers on TV. Garnacho, for example, grew up watching Ronaldo and whatnot, and eventually ended up playing in the same team with him for a brief period. The question I have here, or the thoughts I'm just thinking about here, is that is it possible that certain parasocial relationships can lead to positive sort of like moves on the part of the person that has that one-sided relationship um, that ends up now becoming a, a positive thing because it then makes you achieve more than maybe you would have if you didn't have that. I guess maybe the question is the parasocial relationship wasn't the only thing that Garacho, the player, for example, was thinking about. Like he didn't only start to play football because he wanted to meet Ronaldo. Like there were probably other things. But no, but that's different though. So so the so the reason why this is a bit confusing is that PSRs link to so many things and so many things linked to PSRs. For example, if somebody's your inspiration, somebody's your role model, mm-hmm. somebody's um a trailblazer in your field. Mm-hmm. You know, there is many kinds of thoughts you have about that person that one can say, oh, oh that's a PSL thought. Yeah. Um, and I guess maybe because there's so much interlocking in that area, it can be hard to separate them. I feel like everybody would have, which is why we said they're normal, because everybody would have people who are out of bounds that they've seen in some kind of media, mm-hmm. some kind of um, elevated enterprise that they've seen and like, oh, okay, this person inspires me. Oh, this person is somebody I want to be like. This person makes me want to be better, whatever, whatever it is. Whether it's a pastor, whether it's a footballer, whether it's a banker. Mm. So we will all be inspired by people. And that doesn't mean that we're in a PSR with them. I don't think because I think but is that is that saying that PSR relationships are always bad because I think we've talked about this no before. no no, no. We, yeah. we've already said that they're not always bad now we've said it's part of human development and we've said that what matters is what matters what matters is the line you draw yeah with you because I think or I feel like if, if we're going to think about a framework that I guess to evaluate when a PSR is becoming a bit too much, I feel like it's always been the context of your actual relationships and where you then rank the PSR to your regular relationships. Like, do you get what I mean? 
that well like like how PSL compares your relationship with people around you yeah which one you rank higher right and which one draws more emotional will out of you because yeah that's if yeah because if, if if it's that you know you there's PSL relationships you have in your life you like Bukayo Saka you like this person you're inspired by this person you watch you know what JP says and you try to imbibe his thoughts you know a bit more than him than everybody else does but you still have personal relationships that rank way more and mean way more to you than that parasocial relationship all right so that's the preview of this week's cinema therapy episode if you would like to listen to the full episode head over to our patreon page using the link in the description to get access to all our exciting premium content for all our lovely 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 subscribers that's it from me catch you next week